Welcome to Ennisbrook Church. We hope this message from our sex and location pastor, Jared Lieberzeit, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at ennisbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Hey, hey, good morning, everybody. How's everyone doing this morning? Fantastic. Can we just put our hands together for our worship team this morning? All three of them. No. They're amazing. Does anybody else just want to go to youth ministry on this week, this Wednesday? I, I want to go back. Anna Gaskell wants to go back. She drives buses too. No, no. For real though, they, those photos, it looks, like a, it looks like some sort of party, but also kind of looks like just one massive road trip. Like, this is all photos of people just crammed onto a bus. How good. Uh, they won't let me go back to youth. Ruby said, no. <laughs> he said, no. Um, hey, well, hey, so good to be in church together. For anyone who doesn't know me, my name's Jared. And uh, it is, uh, uh, it's time to get into the Word of God. Anyone excited to, to hear what God wants to say today? I believe God wants to speak to each and every one of us this morning. In fact, maybe God already has spoken to you. Uh, God's already been doing something in your life today. And uh, can I tell you something about our God? There's always more in Him. There's always more in Him. And today, there's so much, uh, so much more for us to begin to understand and receive in this moment and in every moment. And uh, uh, hey, we've been on this amazing journey of this, uh, this incredible theme, following Jesus. And uh, show of hands, who's been enjoying it so far? Yes. Yeah, online, hope you've been enjoying it as well. A lot of hands just then, that's good, that's good, I like it. Like most of the room. Uh, it's been a great time. We've been having a, gr- a great time. And uh, yeah, we've been talking about um, what it actually means for us to follow Jesus, what it looks like for us to be a follower of Jesus. We talked about spiritual formation, what, it's, what, what it looks like for us to be shaped into the image of Christ, to be shaped and formed by God into the person that He wants us to be, to really reflect who He is, which has been, which was an amazing uh, series and theme. And uh, and now we're into this idea about practicing the way. Can everyone say practicing the way? Talking about the spiritual practices, what it actually looks like, this idea of a rule of life, uh, really, I guess unpacking the fact that, that we're not just tacking on some sort of spiritual activity to a thing called Christianity, but that there are practical things that we can do to create a life of following Jesus. We've been talking about the fact that it's an inward decision, but it has outward expressions that we make the call in our heart and then our life starts to look a little bit different. It starts to look a certain way. In fact, we've identified 12 things, 12 topics that we're going to be talking about over uh, the next. In fact, do we have that slide to bring up? We have it. Here it is here. These are the 12 spiritual practices. Was it already up? Seems too good today. <laughs> we, 12 spiritual practices that we were going to be focusing on over the next wee while. Um, scripture, fellowship and community, communion, servanthood and generosity, prayer, emotional well-being, mission, worship, all these things. And, uh, and, and, and these are obviously just 12 things. There's probably many other things that we could add to this list. Uh, but I'm excited about what we're, we're about to learn, what we're about to be able to unpack. And uh, we have to understand that this is... Uh, uh, this is not a sprint, it's a marathon. You know, 
like discovering this stuff, learning this stuff. Actually, we have to spend the time and really dive deep into it. Some people are taking photos of it. You can take photos of that if you want to, um, or we can send it out to you as well. But um, last week, we talked about uh, the Word of God. We talked about the Bible. We talked about Scripture. And uh, it, was, it was amazing uh, to hear uh, some thoughts and a conversation about you know, the rhythms of really receiving the Word of God. And, and making a, uh, a routine of, of reading the Bible and, and really what that, what that means. And so if you want to, you can actually check that out. That's online still. You can watch it on our YouTube or our podcasts uh, if you weren't here last week. But this week, I'm excited about what we get to talk about. And uh, we're going we're gonna to chat about something that we all love to do. We're going to chat about something that some of us maybe do a lot of. Maybe, maybe some of us don't do it enough. Maybe some of us think we don't know how to do it. Today, we're going to talk about prayer. We want to talk about prayer, okay? Praying hands. You know that emoji? Is that, is that what that is or is it a high five? I, I, just, I don't know. It's kind of, it looks like a one-man high five. <laughs> Requesting of the Lord, waiting on the Lord, talking to Jesus, whatever you want to call it, we're going to talk about prayer. And if you want to write a title down for this little talk this morning, uh, you can write down this, have you prayed about it yet? Have you prayed about it yet? Prayer is a fundamental part of the trellis or the rule of life that supports this journey that we are all on of following Jesus. Prayer is our communication line with God. It's like, a, it's like a cell phone or a phone call to your best friend. You can text or you can call anytime. Hotline bling is a song that pops into my head, but I think it's a very different thing. It is a, that's inappropriate. It's James Cooper, inappropriate. No, no. <laughs> Prayer is not something that needs to be complicated. God has not asked us for fancy prayers. Simply, it is just talking to God. It is sharing our hearts with Him and listening to Him. Important to note that prayer is a two-way street. We talk to Him, and guess what? He talks to us. He wants to talk to us. He wants to speak over our lives. He wants to share thoughts and encouragements with us like we are His closest friend. I wonder today what you think or what pops into your mind when you hear the word prayer. I wonder what the first thing is that you think. What's, what do you associate with that? Some people, maybe they potentially think that prayer is complicated, that it is hard to do. Maybe you think it's, it's awkward. It's a lot of silence. <laughs> but maybe, maybe, maybe you feel like prayer is boring. Ooh, I hope not. Maybe you feel like you're too busy to pray. Have you ever wondered, is this working? Have you ever thought, is God actually listening to what I am saying? Maybe you might know you need to pray, but you just seem to keep forgetting to do it. It's been a week. Oh, it's been a month. Oh, it's been a year. And I forgot to pray again. You might, not, uh, you might want to pray, but not actually know where to start with it. I think the reality is that all of us at some stage struggle to pray, that we struggle with prayer. We struggle, with, we struggle with prayer. I can hear the words of my mum, actually, when I was thinking about this. I can hear my mum's voice asking me a question that she has asked me a lot over my 29 years of living. 
And that question is, of course, have you prayed about it yet? Have you prayed about it yet? I remember when I was younger, you know, like there's certain things that you stress about uh, in, in life and in real life situations. But I can remember so many times when mum would ask me, my mother would ask me the question, have you prayed, Jared? Have you prayed yet? Things like, you know, when I'd be stressing about a, a school exam, you know, whether or not I'd be able to get through it without starving to death because it's such a long time. <laughs> Nothing about the grades, it doesn't matter, <laughs> just the food. <laughs> Maybe, uh, I mean, anyone who has set a driver's license test recently knows how stressful and nerve-wracking it can be, right? I remember my mum being like, hey, well, let's pray about it. We need to pray about it. And uh, hopefully I get my restricted soon. I'm still on my learners. (laughs) (laughs) Just a joke. Job interviews, man. I remember when we had kids. Oh, my gosh, there was so many things to stress about because they weren't sleeping. Mom, I'm like, what do we do? She's like, hey, let's pray. And I'm like, oh, okay, yep, sweet, let's do it. <laughs> Alicia and I, we had a fight once. <laughs> I work with my mom too. She's my workmate. It's kind of random, but um, she, she will turn up to the office and she'll see me and sometimes, you know, like how, just a, how a mom knows. She'll just be like, hey, something's, what's wrong? <laughs> She'd be like, hey, something's not quite right. I can just tell you don't have your normal swag about you, Jared. Like, what's, what's, what's the issue? And I'm like, oh, man, she got me again, you know? <laughs> and, and we'll just start to talk. We'll start to discuss. And I'll just like, let her know what's going on and whatever is, is happening. And the conversation always ends with the question, well, have you prayed about it yet? And sometimes I say no. And she's like, you're stupid. Let's, <laughs> let's pray about it then. Come on. You know my mom. you know that's not true. She doesn't talk to people like that. <laughs> I know that those things, that list of things that I just shared aren't really the, the biggest issues in life. And maybe you're here today and you're facing an issue that is much bigger than just a driver's license test. But maybe it's something to do with facing a health struggle. Maybe there's a relational issue. Maybe it's a marriage that is just, there's disunity and there's a struggle that's happening right now. Maybe it's a business that's not doing so well. Maybe it's your mental and emotional world. It might be in a bad place. I really wanted to just ask a question today. Whatever it is, big or small, have you prayed about it yet? Have you prayed about it yet? And I ask that question because for many of us in the room, it could be, the answer could be no. And I just wanted to say that's okay because all of us at some point in time struggle with prayer. You might answer that question by saying, yes, I have actually prayed, but God didn't do anything. And so I stopped praying. And I wanna say that's okay because sometimes we struggle with prayer because sometimes we just struggle to pray, we struggle to pray. Here's the thing that we have to understand about prayer. We struggle with it. Why? Because the enemy hates when we talk to Jesus. Because there is something that comes against prayer in a big way because prayer is a battle. We're not just dealing with a battle for a great car park, by the way. No, we're talking about something that is so much bigger than that. The purpose of prayer is so much bigger than that. In fact, prayer has a great purpose. Can I tell you what the purpose of prayer is? The purpose of prayer is not to get man's will done in heaven, but to get God's will done on earth. To get God's will done on earth. The goal of our prayer is not to change what's going on in heaven, but the aim is to get heaven's perspective on what is happening here in the situation that we're facing right now here on earth. We need to learn. 
that our prayer is not just that we would see things start to change. No, our prayers connect us to a God who wants to resource us, who wants to encourage us, who wants to empower us, who wants to fill us with the Holy Spirit, who wants to bring us through things. And some of us may feel discouraged in our prayer or feel like you are struggling with your prayer because you are praying a prayer that was asking God to get you out of something. But really the prayer is about actually getting you through something. David wrote it, I'd walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Oh man, he didn't write, I hope I get out of the sh- shadow of the valley of death. He, he said, I'm going through it. And I think that's, that's something we need to realise, is that actually the prayer, man, it, it, might, it might not be what you expected because you just thought maybe God will get me out of it. But I really believe that God is actually putting a prayer in us, a life of prayer within us that helps us just get through it. That changes us on the way through it too. It doesn't just change the situation. It actually helps us become who we are meant to be in God. Simple as it is to talk to Jesus, we still are needing to be taught how to pray. And Jesus teaches us all through Scripture and teaches His disciples how to pray. And I want to say, just before we really dive into all this, I am not a professional prayer. I'm not someone who was good at praying. (laughs) I don't think. I'm on the way. I'm enjoying praying. I love to pray. It is a very big part of my life, but I don't think anyone can sit up here and say, I have everything that you need to know about prayer. It's not how it works, but I want to share what Jesus has to say about it. Can we do that? All right, let's do it. This is Matthew 6 verse 9, and this is such a key scripture for prayer. If you know it, this is where the Lord's prayer is delivered for us. And uh, this is delivered because the disciples, they want to learn some things, right? Let me read it, and it will be on the screen as well. Jesus says this, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. They have what they will always have. That's it. They've just, that's it. You know what they have, what they're doing? That's, that's the limit. <laughs> but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need before you ask Him. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Another translation says, forgive us of our sins as we also forgive those that have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the glory forever and ever and ever and ever and forever ever. Amen. It's an amazing, uh, amazing passage for us to read. In fact, we could sing it today, but my name's not Brent, so we won't. (laughs) I didn't mean that to be a burn or a roast, man. Come on. But do you know what triggered Jesus to say this? Do you know what triggered this 
part of the Scripture. I mean, I'm sure he had it written down on the notes, like that part one o'clock on that Tuesday, he was gonna talk about how to pray. But this was triggered because the disciples, they actually asked for it. And Luke 11 verse one says that the disciples came to Jesus to ask Him, Lord, teach us how to pray. They said, teach us how to pray. They had seen the miracles. They had heard the teaching and the preaching, but they didn't ask, Lord, teach us how to preach or teach us how to perform miracles. They had recognised that the things that were being outworked in Jesus' life came from a place of power and resource and equipping. And it came from a place where he, only He seemed to know how to get it. The disciples would see Him sneaking off in the night, <laughs> in the early morning, early hours in the morning. And he'd go to, to the garden, go to a hillside away from the people, away from his followers. And I bet they just wondered, what is he doing all this time? He's going to spend time with God. He was going to be with his father. I want you to write down this thought. Followers of Jesus are good at being with God. Followers of Jesus are good at being with God. They recognised that everything Jesus was doing was connected to a core action and it was through prayer. Yes, they wanted to do what Jesus did, but first they had to get what Jesus had. It was a way to connect with the Father, a way to connect with the Father. Now you can learn the Lord's Prayer off by heart and that's all good. But if it's something that you only save for when you're in public or when you're in connect group or you're in your holy huddle on a Sunday morning, you've missed the prayer in the secret place side of things. And you've in fact missed the point of prayer. Jesus said, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father. A disciple doesn't just know about God. A disciple really knows God. A disciple really, really knows who he is. John 17 verse three says, and this is eternal life. What's the difference, by the way, between knowing about God and actually knowing him? Eternal life. This is eternal life, that we may know you, the only true God. How do you get to know somebody? Anyone have any thoughts? You get with them. You spend time with them. You hang out with them. You get around them. We get to know someone by being with them. Jesus did teach the disciples what to say when they pray. But the first thing he explained is that prayer is for us and is for God. The first priority of prayer is being with God. That's the first priority. Because you can't be a witness for Jesus if you haven't first practiced withness. It's not a word, but it sounds good. You can't get that around the other way. You can't, you can't mix that up. First, you have to be with Him. First, you have to be with Him. Before you can live for God, you first have to live with God. You first have to live with God. Some of us need to get a different perspective on prayer. Prayer is not about prayer. It's about the one we're praying to. It's about the Father, our Father up in heaven. Hallowed be His name. He is amazing. Man, God isn't interested, by the way, in a successful prayer, whatever that looks like. How would you ever measure what a successful prayer is? You can't. But you can see the fruit of a person who prays faithfully, continuing to just be with God. The first priority of prayer is being with, with God. You can write down this thought. A follower of Jesus knows how to ask on the theme of prayer, a follower of Jesus knows how to ask. In your conversations with God, 
be encouraged. We are allowed to ask. We're allowed to request. Don't be afraid to, but learn to ask more. Let's learn to ask more. This is Luke 11 verse 9, Jesus speaking again. He says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Did you know that God is seriously interested about your life and interested in your life? That He really wants to know what your thoughts are, what your desires are, what it is that you want and need in life. In fact, Jesus just taught us that He actually already knows the things that you are wanting to ask before you even ask them. Isn't that amazing? What do you need from Him? What are you struggling with? Ask Him how to deal with it. What do you need from Him? Ask Him to provide for your life. Ask Him to do something in your world. Ask Him for it. Seek Him for it. Knock that door down. Knock the door down. Our kids um, ask for the weirdest things at the weirdest times. We have three children. Um, Knox especially, he's our middle child. He's about to turn four. In fact, this uh, Thursday he turns four. But he's, uh, he's like one of those dogs at the airport, you know, one of those sniffer dogs. Apart from not for drugs, it's for chocolate, okay? <laughs> It's like any time that there's chocolate in the pantry, you know, Alicia's just done the, um, the, the groceries, the, the supermarket run. He just knows. Somehow he knows. He knows it's there and he makes it his life mission to get some of that chocolate. <laughs> and so he will just ask constantly. He will not stop asking. And you may have children who do the same thing, but it can be like six in the morning and I'm awoken to this figure standing right beside my head, poking me in the eye. <laughs> Dad! And he's like, this is, how he, this is what he would say. He'd be like, Dad, doclet. Dad, doclet. Dad, doc. And I'm like, no, son, go to bed. I'm, I'm asleep, you know, like I'm just pretending to be asleep. Dad, doclet. And he just doesn't stop. And I'm like, okay, let's go to bed. I walk him to his bed. As we're walking to his bedroom, Dad, doclet. <laughs> Dad, I want doclet. You know, like that's... That's, what, that's how he sounds if you're wondering. Why am I, that's not how I say chocolate, that's how he says it. Then he starts to get emotional, starts to cry, starts to get angry with me. He, you know, he starts to pull all those types of tricks, just starts to make a lot of noise. And when it's that time in the morning as a dad, all you want to do is just go back to sleep and get back to bed. And so you just, what do you do? Any other father would do it. You just give him some chocolate because, you know. <laughs> no, no. It's like, hey, here's a piece. He takes it, he eats it. He's like, Dad, more. You know, <laughs> Dad, more. I want more. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> but it's a well-known fact that a father loves to give gifts to their kids, especially when they don't shut up about it. <laughs> especially when they keep going on about it. And I know that's funny, but I think that there are some things that maybe you have on your heart that God cares about. And he really cares about it but you stopped asking for it because doubt has entered your life or maybe fear has entered your life. And we need to be reminded today, we need to keep asking for it. We need to continue to ask, continue to seek, continue to knock on that door. Dad, doctor, you know, like let's, let's continue. Don't, don't be afraid to make requests of God because guess what? God isn't afraid of your requests. John Wesley said this amazing quote, God does nothing but an answer to prayer. 
God does nothing but an answer to prayer. Everything God does is an answer to a prayer. You may not even know that the prayer happened. It may be a praying mother or a praying grandmother or a father or someone else, but someone has prayed and there's been an answer. Something's happened in your life. You may not even know the prayer happened, but God does nothing unless there is a prayer to be answered. We need to learn, listen, to have a faith-filled prayer life because we know our Heavenly Father and we know that our Heavenly Father loves to give gifts and He wants to work in our life. So can I encourage you this morning, church? Let's keep asking. Come on, let's keep knocking on the door. It's been a year now, but I'm still asking. It's been a lifetime, but I'm still asking. I'm still believing for healing. Come on, whatever it is, I'm still believing for breakthrough. God, I'm still here. I still have faith. I still believe. Do not give up on your prayers. Don't give up on your prayers. We need to be a people that pray with persistence and with patience. Like I'm going to keep going, but I'm holding on for God's timing. I'm holding on for God's timing. Sometimes God answers a prayer with a yes. Sometimes He answers it with a no. Sometimes He answers it with a not yet. And that's the point where we have to understand patient prayers. Oh, it can go on, but keep pressing in. Keep praying, keep believing, keep asking. A follower of Jesus knows how to ask. As well as that, the follower of Jesus, they really know how to listen. They know how to listen. And this is a really important part of our prayer life and our our walk with following Jesus. Because like I said at the start of this thought, prayer is a two-way street. Right? There's a conversation that is actually happening. We talk to him and he talks to us. Jesus taught his disciples this. When you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they'll be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you even ask him. Imagine a conversation with a person that does all the talking. You're like, yeah, I know the person. You know, Imagine... Imagine if it's just a one-way conversation. That's not fun. That person's got some sort of serious verbal diarrhea or something. You know, they just cannot stop and you cannot get a word and <laughs> you cannot, uh, you got to interrupt or, or I don't know, something. It's not very fun. Prayer is not meant to be a monologue. It's a dialogue. It is a conversation. It is actually a conversation. There, there is a part of prayer that we have to start to learn, which is actually listening. And I think that at times this can actually be one of the hardest parts of prayer because it maybe is the part that we feel a little bit like unsure about, a little bit awkward about, a little bit like, ooh, I don't know if I really want to go into that zone because it feels like maybe I'm just a bit quiet or it's a little bit silent or something. But listening is an important part of prayer because we need to actually give space for God to answer the things that we're asking. We actually need to give space for God to be able to answer us. We can liken it to a newborn baby. You know, a baby has the ability to listen from a very, very, very fresh age, if you know what I mean. They can, they can listen. They can hear things. They can hear the parent's voice and talk and, and, and all that kind of thing. But it takes time for that baby to learn uh, who is actually speaking. It takes time for that baby to actually understand what that person is saying. It takes time for that baby to actually start to know what to do with what that person is saying. 
what to do with that instruction that is being brought. And in a similar way, when it comes to hearing from God, I mean, we just have to understand today, He is already speaking to us. We just have to take the time to learn to hear His voice, to recognise His voice, to understand what He is saying and to know what to do with what He is saying, to be able to receive His instruction and then act on it. Psalm 46 verse 10 says, Be still, says, Be still and know that I am God. Stillness, stillness is involved with our prayer life and our conversation with God. Stillness and a little bit of quiet and a little bit of listening. It's all about trust, isn't it? It's all about just being able to trust in what God is able to do. Do you trust Him enough today to just leave space in your prayer moments, to leave space in your life, to leave room to see what God wants to do and wants to say? Or are you too busy? Or do you have too many complaints? Or, or is it all just always focused on just what you're asking or what you have to say? Or, but, or can you actually give room for Him to say something to you? Remember, before you ask it, God already knows exactly what it is that you need. So listen for the instruction. So listen for the next step. So listen for the answer. God might be answering you already, but the, the, the issue is that you're not yet listening. We talked about it last week when it comes to the Word of God. Sometimes we, we, we read the Word of God, but we don't hear God speak. It's because we're just reading the pages without our actual ear open to what He wants to say. And I'm not just talking about what you can hear audibly, but where's your heart at? Where's your heart at? Are you actually creating space to listen to what He wants to say to you today? There's three things that will help us with our prayer life. That firstly, that we make prayer about being with God. It's first priority. Second thing is that we confidently ask of God. We know we can ask. Come on, we know we can seek. We know we can knock on that door. So let's, let's do it. Let's just, let's just take, a, take a leap of faith. Let's just go for it. Come on, if you feel discouraged in it, maybe if you feel frustrated, if you do feel like prayer is a struggle for you, come on, just, just, just lift that faith again. Come on, let that faith rise. Even right now in the room, I really just sense it, that there is some people's faith that is starting to rise and maybe some things that you've been praying about or dreaming about or hoping for. I just wanna speak it into being right now that, that you won't be discouraged. You don't need to be held back. You don't need to feel like you're downtrodden, but He actually wants to lift you up. Let Him lift you up today in your prayer, in your moments with Him. Take time to listen. The purpose of our prayer is not that we get man's will done in heaven, but to get God's will done on earth. We just want God's will. I just want God's will. I'm just praying for God's will. Yeah, there's things on my heart, but ultimately it comes down to what He wants to do and to what He's ready to do. It's His timing and His thoughts. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm with Him. Yeah, I ask, but I'm listening for His voice and I'm taking the time. And so today, we're gonna do something that's pretty crazy. We're gonna pray. I think we should pray. Anyone else think we should pray? Um, maybe, maybe today we should pray for the things that you are actually asking for. It might be a healing for a family member or for yourself. 
Uh, it, it might be a breakthrough for a relationship or financial, whatever it is, you know, God knows too. He already knows. I would love it today if we actually just for the next couple of minutes prayed and I'm gonna pray. And I'm gonna pray in faith that what it is you're asking for that you would hear and answer. But I think you should pray as well. I think we should pray together. And I don't know how this is gonna work. I'll pray out loud, but maybe you specifically, each and every one of you know that you can take your request to God this morning. That in this moment, you can actually begin to open your mouth and you can begin to actually ask of Him and come to Him. The Scripture says that if we ask it, that He hears it. He hears you. Never doubt it. God hears you and your prayers and the things that you are requesting. And so right now, just with every eye closed, just in this moment, just you and God, remember, it's just about you and Him. Come on, whatever the thing is, whatever the, the journey has been or the battle or the struggle, it can end today. It can stop today. I'm believing for breakthrough over your life. I'm believing for freedom over your life. I'm believing for salvation over family members, for whatever it is. God, today, we come to You as Your children, as followers of Jesus, as your disciples, God, and we thank You that we can request of You, that Lord, we can ask of You. Lord, I pray right now over every single person in this room, God, whatever it is on their heart, Lord, You see it, You know what it is. I ask right now for a breakthrough in the mighty Name of Jesus. I ask for a covering of the blood of Jesus that sets free, Lord, every single uh, 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 sickness and illness. Lord, right now we, we tell it to go. We declare it by the stripes of Jesus Christ, we are healed because of what You did on the cross, we can know freedom, not just from sin, but Lord, from, from all sickness in our life. And so God, I speak that out right now. In fact, come on, right now, each and every one of us, why don't we get, begin to actually open our mouth and why don't we all start to pray? You can just begin to just ask God, begin just to speak the name of Jesus, begin just to declare, come on, a fresh anointing in this room, a touch of the Holy Spirit. I pray for those that haven't yet spoken in tongues. Oh, that's a whole nother message. But God, I pray that the gift of the Holy Holy Spirit would come on people's lives. Holy Spirit, minister to people. Pour yourself out on people, I pray. Move in a new way. We ask for a fresh wind to come. A fresh wind. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in this place. You hear our prayers. You never leave us nor forsake us. We could get through this valley. Lord, we could get through this mountaintop moment because you're always with us because You're always protecting, because You care about us, You have our back. God, and for that, we just wanna say, we are so grateful. Come on, church, if you're thankful, why don't you just give them some praise? Just put your hands together. Or... Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. Email us at info or visit our website.